Welcome on in, everyone. Episode 42 of Around the Felt, our Week 16 recap. Hope you all had a phenomenal Christmas weekend. I know I did. Part of that is because I beat Reagan again in the big bet of the week to improve the 9-5, and five, and he had to chug the eggnog. Reagan, I'm not going to lie, you took that like a champ, my friend. I know I did. I housed that shit. Why not? Some nog and some... Uh... Black rum, courtesy of uh, Papa Tong. Yeah, so the black was, rum uh, was a good touch. Yeah, I mean, it went down well, came out not as well, but you know, <laughs> that's the one thing the video might not do justice. I think it was worse going out than it was going down. <laughs> yeah, we need to show that in the video. Yeah, that, yeah. that part was uh, not included, but I can say that was probably the worst part was <laughs> later that night, having the, I had to walk home from our buddy's house, and it was a decent decent sized walk and when uh you got the runs on a walk it ain't it ain't so good you get the runs on a walk it ain't too good my friend but you know that video is doing pretty well on instagram if you haven't seen it make sure you check it out yeah but other than that man very interesting week in the nfl we got a lot of news a lot of injuries unfortunately for guys you know if you're in the yeah. fantasy playoffs and the championship perhaps or for teams in the playoff hunt uh, I mean, first off, TJ Hawkinson out for season with a torn ACL and MCL. Reagan, yeah, dude, brutal sucks. blow, especially you have him in fantasy. I know yep, that. one of the championship leagues I'm in, I have him. But, I mean, yeah, it just sucks. And also this Vikings team, a team that's a French playoff team right now, now not looking so good losing a weapon like that. I mean, hopefully Josh Oliver steps up. He's a guy I'd definitely be looking at in your fantasy playoffs, someone that I think will receive a high target volume. And we've seen coexist at times with Hawkinson, so I'd definitely be looking at him if – you're in a pinch at tight end, or if you're looking to do a best ball or uh, a daily fantasy lineup, definitely a guy I'm looking at with a cheap price point. Yeah, definitely a huge blow to that Vikings offense. He was such a reliable target for whoever the hell is playing quarterback for them. Tough blow. If they are to squeak into the playoffs, I think their chances in the wild card round definitely took a big hit there. Yeah. The Steelers are deciding to stick with the hot-handed Mason Rudolph Sunday versus the Seahawks, even if Kenny Pickett is healthy. Reagan, is that a good call or a bad call? Um... It depends what how you want to look at it. If you think Kenny Pickett's a long term guy for the Steelers, then it's a bad call. I do not. If personally, you like as a Steelers fan, if you're like, no, I'm done with Kenny. I want them to draft. Then it's a good call because then you're trying to win this year. You're basically saying we're done with Kenny because I don't think you can make a move like that unless you're done with them or you're going to explore other options. So it really depends on where you what you want for your Steelers team. I agree with you. I think. Mike Tomlin knows they're on the, the cusp of the playoffs. He has his streak. He probably wants to keep alive with a winning season. And the way Rudolph slang that thing on yeah, Saturday. He did, he did let that thing slang. <laughs> I mean, you, you got to stick with him. I mean, George Pickens had almost 200 yards. Uh, I mean, he has not been targeted like that all season. They were yeah, going to push the ball downfield. He had a lot of yards after slang. Yeah, <laughs> yards after the <laughs> slang. He did, man. He did. So. Yeah, a lot of YAS. Uh, it seems like he brought juice to the Steelers' offense. I think you got to stick with Mason Rudolph. I think it's the right call by Tomlin. Yeah, in the Christmas spirit, at least, I guess. <laughs> yes. Trevor Lawrence, another injury. Sprained shoulder. His right shoulder, his throwing shoulder. The, his availability for Week 17 is unclear. And all of a sudden, I think he's gonna play. that division every is week wide open, man. Well, he's had an injury like every week, and then he ends up playing, so I'm sure he'll play. I didn't realize he's never missed a game in high school, college, or the NFL. So I, I didn't realize that either. That's an Ironman award. Yeah, He probably will play, especially given that the Colts are right up their ass in the division. And the man. Texans are and all 8-7. Te- and 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 who would have thought that was going to be the case well, in 16 weeks? I thought they were frauds. I just thought that the Titans, who are very bad, would have been the team to give them a run for their money. Yeah, I didn't so, think Houston. I'm yeah, not surprised with how bad Jacksonville yeah. is. I'm more surprised with 
how good the Texans and the Colts, but really the Colts are the surprising one because they did have the Texans winning seven games in the beginning of the year. So I thought they were going to be decent, but the Colts, they're the biggest, one of the biggest surprises to me. Yeah, you know, honestly, for both these teams, historically, when you have a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback, it is very difficult to produce a winning season. It just does not happen in the NFL. So the, fa- so the fact that, yeah, I mean, one of the few that actually did have championship. Yeah. One, of the, one of the few examples of it actually working out. Yeah. So I know for the Colts, Richardson has been out most of the season, so Steichen's been doing it with Minshew, but still very impressive because he is the backup. But with what D'Amico's doing with Stroud for Houston, man, like the fact that both teams are in the same division and doing it, like just shows that I think the tide's going to turn in that division for the next few years. Plus, yeah, Trevor Lawrence so. is a young quarterback as well. It just seems like Tennessee's just way behind. Like, just seems Mike, like they're their way coach behind. Is Mike Vrabel, so you think they'll figure it out? Yeah, because Vrabel's a hell of a coach. So yep. even if with a bad roster, they could they're still going to be competitive. Mm-hmm. But with with the way the roster's constructed, they don't. I mean, they have Levis, but the jury's still out on him. I'd say Stroud is definitely more of a surefire. Yeah. So is Lawrence. I mean, Richardson jury's still out. Didn't play enough, but he looked good early on. It'll be interesting to see what how that division shakes out in the next few years. Mm-hmm. Jalen Waddle, high ankle sprain. It seems like he's going to miss the remainder of the regular season. Hopefully the Dolphins can get him back for the playoffs, and they do have a big matchup with the Ravens that could determine the number one seed. Could be huge yep. giving Waddle that extra week of rest. Reagan, are you concerned about this Dolphins offense without Jalen Waddle? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I don't think he has the impact Tyreek does. I mean, obviously it hurts losing him, but I'm not, like, super concerned where, like, as long as they have Tyreek, this offense is, like, game-changing different. Like, I don't know. To me, I feel like Waddle, don't get me wrong, he's good, but I feel like other guys like Berrios, Chosen, or Robbie, or Anderson, whatever you want to call him. Uh, Definitely Cedric not Chase Wilson. Claypool. I think Definitely they have not enough. Chase Claypool. Yeah, not, not him. Cedric Wilson. Uh, I think they have enough options that are fast that can fill in enough to that rule where this offense might have a slight hiccup, but I don't think it's as significant as Tyreek. And I think we could even see more of A-Chain filling into that water roll in the slot. That'd be interesting. I'd so, like to see A-Chain in the slot. He does run a lot of routes out of the slot, so I do think we could see more of him running some routes at wide receiver, which is good for you if you have him in your fantasy playoffs because, well, maybe he's only getting 30% of the, the snaps at the tailback position. He might be getting another 20% to 30% at the wide receiver position, which if you're giving me 60% of A-Chain, that's a – it's pretty good. That's good. You, you take that any day of the week. I agree with you that we, we saw when Tyreek was out how bad this offense looked and Waddle like almost seemed like he couldn't overtake that number one role and yeah. have the impact. I mean, granted, Waddle's still a phenomenal receiver, but he was better last year than he was this year. I mean, I already for some reason, but I already decided me personally like I am benching Waddle no matter what this week, whether he plays or not in my fantasy matchup. Uh, I have I'm putting in Ty Chandler and DeAndre Hopkins because. Those are the I had those three options, so I'm gonna start those two. Yeah, you can't start Waddle. The flex and the wide receiver, so I'm going Hopkins and Chandler over Waddle, whether he's healthy or not. Well, obviously if he's not healthy, <laughs> yeah. we're not playing him. But finally, yeah. Jalen Hurts sets the single season record for rushing touchdowns by a quarterback, and I saw the Impressive. display of from how many yards out. It was one from twelve, one from ten, I think one from six, one from four, and then the rest were from the one yard line and the tush push. Well, I was dying <laughs> yeah. laughing in that Giants game on the tush push. Because I don't know if you saw, but Jason Kelsey was going like ape shit. Yeah, was I was dying nuts. laughing because he was just screaming yeah, at the camera. Because I guess one of the Giants linemen like bumped into him or something and like tried to help him up, and he was like screaming at the camera. And they were like only zooming in on him because obviously it's like Taylor Swift's boyfriend's brother, so like <laughs> you know, got to give him some extra attention. But he was going like ape shit. Are you impressed with this record-setting performance by Hertz or not really? Because it's a touch push. I watched the highlights. I mean, of it, dude, dude. 
It was rough. Am I impressed? Tush pushes. Am I impressed? No. I mean, I guess it's impressive in a sense that, he is, that it's that effective. Do I think they should get rid of it? No. Like, I would love it. If my team could run it, I would love it too. You know, like. I just wanted to get rid of it because I'm a Giants fan. I don't want to see it for the yeah. next 10 years. Like, guess, it's I just, unstoppable. I think, yeah, but I think teams got to learn how to get other players to run it then. Like, if you don't have that jacked up quarterback like Jalen Hurts, like, you have other players that are jacked up that could probably run it. So I think you just got to adapt in the offseason and find that player you can throw in. Well, that's what we were talking about. It's not like. When, like no matter as soon as Hertz comes in, you're not worrying about the pass. Like sometimes they'll do a sneak, but like we've yet to see them do like a fake where he actually throws it. Yeah, they did do the reverse. They did the reverse. The reverse yeah. was nice. Yeah. And I was thinking but that you could still run no matter they who's under the center. Too. Yeah. They could get yeah. away with it way more. I don't mm-hmm. know. I was talking to, to my brother and Drock yesterday when the Giants got the two with Barkley, and he just got stuffed, but then he drove his legs like Hertz did and got in. And I was like, why don't the Giants run the tush-push with Barkley under center? I guess, like, if yeah. you have a guy that could squat 600 pounds, yeah. like, you can run it. I, yeah, it's just, it's, you have to practice it to snap, like but... Injury risk, but it's like, dude, they're doing it with Jalen Hurts. So, yeah, like, they're doing it with their starting quarterback. Yeah, like, so Bar- I don't, Barkley could do that. If you, Like, yeah. Nick Chubb could do that next year. Well, you know what I mean? Someone have a way better... Like, a lot of it has to do with, like, what your center... Like yeah, that's out. true too. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the interior center. offensive line is yeah, yes, it's like phenomenal. The reason the Eagles get away with that a lot is what Kelsey does from that. Position. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's why not everyone's been able to master it because Kelsey's still the top of the game at age thirty-six. It's really impressive, and when you have a quarterback that can squat six hundred pounds, I don't see how you could stop it. But no, yeah, that that wraps up the news, Joe. Let's transition on over to questions. <clears throat> All right, start off. We got Nawarski Austin at gmail.com. Austin! Hey, what's up, Nawarski Austin? Is Lamar the clear MVP after this week's performance? Uh, I would say he's the front runner. Is he the clear MVP? I wouldn't say for certain. Uh, based off the odds, it seems like it's between him and CMC. I think basically, as long as Lamar doesn't dud in the next two games, he wins it. If he is to lose to Miami and have a dud then I think CMC might win it, or Tyreek if he's to go off. So if Miami beats Baltimore and Tyreek Hill has an absurd game, like 200 yards, Tyreek could get up there. That's what I'm saying. So it it basically comes down to, because the whole thing going into the last game was, if Purdy doesn't dud, it's probably his award, but he duds, and now it's Lamar. (laughs) He did worse than dud, man. We're going to get into that game. i got a lot to say about that game. But, yeah, I mean, Lamar's the favorite right now. If you guys haven't, go on over to the Instagram. We posted the clip. I said on September 6th, Lamar was my MVP pick. Also, I also said some false things on September 6th. <laughs> Derek Carr yeah, MVP. Also, if you keep going a little bit more in that video, which I didn't, we didn't clip yet, but I said Lamar MVP, CMC Offensive Player of the Year, and that looks pretty damn good right now. That that'd be, does, that'd yeah, be a yeah. good call. That's a coin flip. Right that'd be now a good call. Him and Tyreek. Yeah, it's and that's what I'm. It's, that would have yeah. been a nice little Ty- parlay beginning of the year. Huh? Yeah, I think Come if on, Ty- I think if Tyreek breaks the record, he gets it. I think if he falls short of Calvin Johnson, I think McCaffrey's gonna get it. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be. It'll it's, definitely yeah, be interesting. It's gonna. It's a very tight. I race. mean, McCaffrey's got 21 freaking touchdowns, man. I mean, he's he's just a workhorse. He does everything for that offense. Uh, I think if the Ravens win out, Lamar is gonna get it. Because he's, I mean, he was clearly the best player on the field last well, night, and they're playing San Fran. I think if they beat Miami, they clinch the one, so he might not even play the last week of the season. Yeah, so this is a huge so, game. He could seal it next you week. You know what I mean? Like, he might only end up playing 16 games, but it might not hurt you if, he, if they beat Miami. Like, it might not hurt if he doesn't play. Like, I almost honestly, might, it might help him. That's like, what I'm saying. It, it might almost be locked like, in. The number one seed. It's like, all right, like, yeah. like his odds aren't going to change versus, like, oh, if he has a bad game, it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, and it's going to be a divisional matchup too. So those matchups are always dicey in the AFC North. You yep. never know who's going to come out on top. They're usually low scoring, and so I think it could hurt them. I don't know. And I think there's still uh, a way the Browns can win that division too. I'm pretty sure. Baltimore's already got 12 wins. But Cleveland, Cleveland has, has 10. 10. They'd have to. They're yeah. both, yeah. But I mean, if Cleveland, I don't know because they'd both be four and two with the split. So I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. It if, goes conference record. Doesn't go conference record. If you split head to head, you just split head to head and have the same. If you split head to head, have the same division. Cleveland record. must have it because Baltimore would have a Z. Cleveland, they're both seven and three in the conference. Doesn't it wow. like look at point differential? Yeah, let me look at it. Let's see. It gets like five tiebreakers. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's head to head, division record, conference record. Yeah. And then it might be. But there still is a world where Cleveland gets it. Which is it strength is, of schedule? It might let's be see. Two schedule. clubs, uh, best one of conference and strength of victory in all games. Which so let's point see. Now it's just a win percentage of your opponents. I thought. Yeah, strength of victory, which Baltimore is at point five one seven, Cleveland's at point five one three. So, <laughs> dude, there's still a small chance Cleveland wow, wins wow. that division with a much easier schedule than Baltimore. That's very because they very have the Jets and the Bengals, and the Ravens have the Dolphins and the, the Steelers. Steelers. So. Wouldn't that be wild? That would be something, oh, man. man. That would be something. Cleveland coming in and getting that one. I wouldn't seed. be happy. I'm like, rooting for that, man. <laughs> I am rooting for that because that Cleveland's my new team. I'm rocking with. What is happening with the Chiefs? Are they a first round exit? Yeah, right now I think they are because right now they're gonna be. They're basically locked into that three seed, and guess who's basically locked into that six seed? Buffalo and the way Buffalo's playing right oh, now. Oh my goodness! I think Buffalo might go and beat them bad. No one wants to see Buffalo in the playoffs. That but they I are scorching that- hot while the Chiefs are tanking right now. I, I mean. It's hard to believe that they'd lose the first round in Arrowhead. It's just really hard to like to think that would happen. But the way that offensive line looked, Mahomes was not comfortable. He's running for his life, and that was the Raiders. Man, that's not a playoff team. That's not nope. a, that's not an elite defensive front. They got Crosby and then a bunch of rascals. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, they didn't have Donovan Smith their left tackle. But regardless, Taylor has been bad all year. The interior, which is elite, did not look good. And no one gets open. And Mahomes doesn't trust anyone other than Kelsey and Rashi Rice at this point. And Pacheco yeah. wasn't able to run the ball. I mean, we thought that was a big factor for them struggling because they didn't have that aspect. And he couldn't do anything on the ground um, the other day. So, honestly, yeah, the Chiefs too, are struggling. Now, honestly, this could be a wake-up call. if they, they could still pick it up. But I think they need to, like, win this week and next week and get some momentum going to the playoffs. I still wouldn't bet against them in the first round at Arrowhead. But if they're on the road, it'd be the first time in Mahomes' career he has to play a road playoff game. That could get dicey. Well, that's going to happen no matter what. Unless they lose the first round. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's true, I guess, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I still wouldn't bet on them to lose, but it's definitely, definitely dicey. All right. Um, and last from Austin. Have you guys figured out a punishment for the three losers of the college football national championship bet? We've talked about it. We have t- we have two we were d- debating between. Yeah. Um, the first one we were going to do, uh, red light, green light. With, or, with yeah, red light, green light, uh, which would be with a paintball gun. <laughs> That's crazy. That sounds oh, – yeah. I like that one the That's most because it's just like the one guy with a paintball gun going like across – like we could do it like okay. across a field. Like, you yeah, know, we, Joe's yard. We still got to figure Like down and back. Red light, green but... light. And if you if you actually go past, then it's boom, boom, boom. <laughs> you get lit up. Like, yeah, and then yeah. uh, we're thinking of another one. The winner gets to basically write a movie script that the other guys have to act out. So it could be like anything they want. Oh, wow. So you would be looking like – 
you could make them look as weird and fr- big as freaks as possible, and it'll be like a funny comedy skit or whatever. We're and between the two. We should probably just have the the Felters vote. Yeah, yeah. We should we should throw a poll up. We're gonna yeah, throw we we're gonna throw to. a poll up between those two. We're between those two, and we're still open to other ideas too. So yeah, we're open to any other. If ideas you're implying that you have an idea, Mister Oster. Let's hear it. Does he or now? <laughs> he does not have an oh, idea. Great. Oh, so I'll talk. He was just curious. I'll bark, no bite. Keep the, stop, George and Austin. <laughs> curious, George had ass. Okay, next up we got Max. What up, Hafe? Yo. Who is primed to surprise uh, teams in this year's playoff? Mm. Wait, uh, what do you mean? Like in the NFL playoffs? Or are we talking? F- yeah. Like NFL yeah. Playoffs. Okay. NFL, we are an NFL podcast. Okay. Um. I like in terms of who we think will go far. Well, your pick's Cleveland. Because like, like Cleveland, like Cleveland is my surprise. pick by far. Like okay. I think I genuinely think Cleveland could make the Super Bowl. Right now, we've already seen them beat Baltimore and the 49ers. Granted, the 49ers didn't have Trent Williams or Debo in that game, but Cleveland was starting one Mr. P.J. Walker. So, I don't care. They, if you're the 49ers, you got to handle them if they're starting P.J. Walker. So, that's a team I think it could be a big-time surprising factor. Um, as I'm, well I'm going to go with the Rams. The I Rams, think the Rams okay. are a team that no one wants to see, and right now, if the way it's matched up, the Rams would play Detroit. Which would be Stafford homecoming, first yeah, playoff game, that. Detroit. Crazy. Stafford would be their revenge, Jared, Jared Goff revenge game. I love revenge, my revenge no matter games. What, take them both Stafford over. Stafford revenge Wait, game. What do you do there when there's, it's a double revenge game? Oh, I just take, take them both. I just take both their props, man. I just so. take both their passing yards over. Uh, but the Rams are scorching hot, and that offense is clicking with Kyron, Cooper Cup, and Puka Nakua. And the good thing They're is very both defenses to aren't great. No, so both, that, that should be a shootout. Points. That should be a shootout in Detroit. So I think the Rams... Could upset Detroit in the first round. I also think the Rams are a bad matchup for Philadelphia mm-hmm. with that secondary. I, I think the Rams could do some damage there. Now the thing is for the Rams, it's all on their defense. Like it's they got a very young secondary, very I mean very young defense in its entirety. So it's going to be on Aaron Donald to wreak havoc. But Aaron Donald in the playoffs is a scary sight. I, now, I think the Rams can make some noise me, in the NFC. Another surprise team, Tampa Bay. They've been on fire recently. Their defense is come on Baker. A great level. Baker seems to look like a franchise quarterback right now. He seems like a guy primed to get a big. We get twenty five touchdowns to eight picks That's right now, saying. or something he seems like that. Like a guy primed for a big offseason extension since he only was on a one year for eight million dollar deal coming into this. I guess he'll get, he probably has some incentive base. He does. The so he so had a four million, four million base, and then it was one million for playtime, which he cashed. Yep. And then he gets one million for making the playoffs, which he's about to wow. cash. Which if they beat New Orleans, it's going to cash. Yep. And it, it's, it was already reported by I think it was Rappaport uh, this weekend that they have mutual interest to get something done. Like the Bucks want him back, and he wants to be there. Like he seems like he found a home. But the way he's playing right now, and Mike Evans is still doing his thing, and hopefully Godwin can. Heat up after that big performance last week. Yeah, but that, the defense with that is the defense. Biggest yes, the defense. Factor, man, they made yeah. sure they just exposed the Jaguars. Who, I mean, I thought they were frauds anyway, but still, like a lot of people consider them a good. It's team. tough to so, run on that. It's tough to run on that defense. So I'm saying, so I think they're a tough matchup for Philly or Dallas, who most likely that matchup will be. Yeah, it's I think it's like actually Dallas. essentially locked in that it's Philly or Dallas. Yeah, most it, likely it's going to be Dallas. So I don't know. It's not a great matchup for Dallas, but. We'll see, because you can beat the Bucks in the secondary, but the way they've been playing defensively, I don't know. It's definitely more interesting than I would have said a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I think it's going to be Dallas, because Philly has one more win than Dallas, and Philly has Arizona and the Giants. So yeah. I, I, I'd assume they're going to win their, their next two, and it's going to be Dallas in Tampa Bay, which huh. that did happen a couple years ago when Tom Brady was there. Yeah. 
So we shall see. Interesting, man. Eckler's situation. Does he stay in L.A.? Can he go back to being a top two fantasy back next year? No. He does uh, not stay. He does not. One, he does not stay in L.A. They yeah, have no, to get money off the books. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they are way over the cap. So, yeah, so they can't afford to pay a 28-year-old running back yeah. that looks slow right now and looks like his best days are behind him. Mm-hmm. I think it's 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 just weird how it works with the running backs. They just fall off a cliff. Like, we saw it with Dalvin Cook this year. He was so productive and then just brutal. And I, Eckler is more of a receiving back by nature, so he could have more of a role somewhere else. But I can't imagine it's going to be in L.A. He they could can't still, afford him. To me, yeah, he could still be a top 12 fantasy running back. Like, we view him as an RB1, but he's never going to be that top two producer. I don't think he'll have enough volume. But I definitely could see him still producing at a high level for fantasy, but it's not going to be with the Chargers. It's going to be a different situation. Yeah, he's got to be in, like, a full-point PPR league for me to be top 12 next year. Yeah, but he'd definitely still be a startable asset, I think. Also depends next year. on where he goes. I mean, that's an interesting thing to think about. Like, what are some potential landing spots? It's just you can't tell right now. There's still so much yeah. movement that needs to happen. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't really know where he could end up next year, but it's not going to be in L.A. All right, a little trivia question. What running back has more touchdowns this season than they did in their first eight years in the NFL? Raheem Mostert. Yeah, that's yeah. Mostert. <laughs> Good question, Dave. <laughs> He's got 21. I mean, yeah, that's just like just to think of that. I mean, there might be. Is there anyone else that could? I'm trying to think. Like, I wonder if that's the first time that's ever happened. It's just like, crazy. Like no, eight years, yeah, man. That's what I'm like, trying to think. That guy that's especially hung around for that long. running back. Yeah, it's wild. very very wild. Yeah, I mean the classic year nine breakout. <laughs> we see it all the time. Yeah. All right, we got Jared Tong. Jared, what's up, brother? What's up, baby Tong? He's got a single fantasy question. James Cook against New England D or Raheem Mostert against Baltimore D, as we were just talking about James it. Cook or Raheem uh, Mostert? I think you got to start James Cook the way they're giving him the ball right yeah. now. He's been getting crazy volume. Who are they playing again? Buffalo? Buffalo's the Patriots. the Patriots. And I think that Buffalo, they're, they're peaking at the right time. Uh, the fact that the Patriots already beat him once this year, you know Buffalo's going to come in taking this game more serious. They're not going to be sleeping on him like they probably did earlier in the year. And I just think they found out that like the best way for their offense is to function as, as James Cook is their number one option. So I think he's going to get a ton of volume. And I don't love the Baltimore matchup. Even though like McCaffrey did just go off against them. Let's be honest. While Raheem Mostert might be putting up close numbers in fantasy, he ain't no Christian McCaffrey. Yes. So I, I just like the matchup better and what I've seen from Cook as of recent. I agree with you. I'll add on saying that there's always the threat of A-chan. Taking yep. a touchdown as well. Plus, Mostert's been a little banged up. We saw him miss a little bit of time in the game. We got hit in the knee. He came in. He missed practice last week. So, I just think Cook is healthier right now, and there's no threat of a second back to take touches. Um, and yeah. almost like with Mostert, you're depending on touchdowns more so. I mean, he has 21 of them, so it's been working. But he's way more touchdown dependent, where I think Cook's going to get more volume. Also, at the end what of the kind day. of league are you in? That That's like a decision you have to make. Like, what? who are your other options? Like, why can't you start them both? His team's his team's loaded. I mean, the his fact that you can't loaded. start them both. It's a dynasty. Like, who else yeah. does he have? I don't know. Uh, I think he might have Gibbs as well. <laughs> I'd, I'd consider starting both of them over Gibbs. I w- Gibbs has been awesome. No, you Gibbs, so Gibbs has been but scorching so hot. Gibbs All scored twice. All of them have been scorching hot. I That's know. the thing. Like, I think you can consider, because uh, who are the Lions playing? The Lions are playing Dallas. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I think I would low-key... Yeah, but James Cook just destroyed Dallas for 200 yards. I know, that's my point. Like, I, I don't know if it's safe to say that Gibbs is definitely better than the other two guys. Well, I think... I think I, I would definitely start Gibbs. I think I would bench Mostert. 
Of I think three. I would bench Gibbs and you start, start the other Mostert two. You would over, over Yes, Gibbs? because, well, see, there's a key factor, which you might not have this factor because Dallas and Detroit are playing Saturday. But like I just mentioned, if Waddle doesn't play, I think A-Chain will get more involved as a receiver, which might mean more touches for Mostert than he would have got if Waddle's playing. That's an interesting way to look at it. So... Because you almost want to have Mostert and HN on the field together with no Waddle. Yes. So, I, I don't know. It's, There's it's, a lot of factors that go into it, but I what I, I would say I think they're all going to have good games. So, I think no matter what, it won't burn you. But we'll Yeah, I, I do like all options. You'll have to well. let me know what you end up doing. All right, next up we got G. What up, G? G-Man. Yo, Colin, how does it feel to get bounced in <laughs> Dynasty Playoffs by your co-host, Lil Bro? <laughs> that is my little bro, and he did bounce, Colin. Uh, I did get bounced. Uh, just for context, it's a one-quarterback Dynasty League, and I'm not going to lie, Big G coached a hell, of a, a hell of a game this weekend. His boys went off. They came in prepared. They hung 172 on my ass. That's tough to beat. That's a n- tough number to beat. I think the best part about it is... I put up 152. Is... I mean, my boys balled out. We came just short. It's disappointing. But Big wow. G, I tipped the cap to you. You had those boys ready to play. And I hope you win it all. I hope you beat my co-host right here. I think the best part is all offseason, Collins like, I have the best team. I have the best team. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. All these websites say I have the best team. Clearly not. Clearly not. We fell just short. We fell just short. Well, not just short because that would imply you're going to get second. But... Their place is cute, I guess, oh, if I, you can get it. If I was matched up against you, I would have won. I well, put the second most up. See, the, the, key, the, key, the key point is if, which you weren't, and I got the one seed, so sorry. That's fine. You know, we, we came up short, but the boys are going to be ready to go Don't next worry. year. I'll I still like you, my roster. Uh, we, got once, some, we got some good draft capital. Once I win, I'll, uh, I'll I'll wear the belt on the podcast, and I'll let you uh I really hope I'll he let doesn't you, win. I'll let I you really hope Big reflection. T takes care of business and takes little bro out. Big bro? Little bro? You little bro or big bro? I guess we'll find out this week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, that might change. This, this, yeah. Whoever gets the belt is determined big bro. Yeah. The other guy's little bro. I hope you're little so. bro. Guess I can't. So. I, I actually don't want to listen to you all. I'm just season. glad I'm in the conversation the to even be saying I'm going to get the belt unlike you. So. Yeah. You know what? What do you want me to say? I tip the cap. All right. Last up, we got Jerry Cramps. Hey, Monk. Cramps. Cram Monk. The Monk. The Monk. <laughs> Moncton. Thoughts on Mike Tomlin to the Chargers? Negative. Is that being floated around? Uh, uh, I guess, like, Crampton's floating around in his head. So you He's trying to speak it into existence? Maybe, I don't know. I don't see it happening. Trying to but it, I guess. I saw something like Mike Tomlin could potentially be traded, and I thought that was very <laughs> very interesting. Wild. Reported by Diana Rossini. Um, I mean, I can't imagine Tomlin's not going to be coaching the Steelers unless Mike Tomlin doesn't want to. The Steelers aren't going to willingly like move on from him. Mm-hmm. They can't. Even though I think he's a little bit overrated, they, they still just don't lose. They don't have losing seasons. But it's got to be up to Tomlin. If he wants out, that could be the only way that happens. It's an interesting hypothetical, though. I think he'd do well in, in L.A. Yeah, I mean, I don't see it happening. Uh, I, I don't see how he leaves Pittsburgh, to be honest. I, I still think he's got a couple more years there until they really make a change. Best job security in the world, you know? I'd say so. Honestly, he's got to be. Honestly, I can't think of a coach with better job security right now. Like, I'd when say, you really think of it. Yeah, I'd say. In he, terms of, like, those old coaches. Like, obviously, guys like Sirianni and Shanahan and Mike McDaniel, the guys that are, like, at the peak of their game right now, like, yeah. They have more security. They're younger and their teams are. Well, I'd say on there, fire. there's, like, a, there's a handful of, of guys that have 100% job security. That'd be Tomlin. That'd be Andy Reid. That'd be John Harbaugh to me. That'd be Kyle Shanahan. Um, you said Mike McDaniel. Sirianni. I think Mike McDaniel. I think Sirianni. 
Belichick used to be, but now we don't. Know. Yeah, Belichick's yeah. not in that hundred percent anymore. Put Mike McCarthy in there, as crazy as that is. To <sighs> I say. wouldn't say a hundred. I can't say a hundred. It's hard to say. It's know, crazy because, dude, they're, they're, they win they're winning. They win the way Jerry jumps. It's so that's crazy. the thing. Like, that's the thing. Fought, if they if they go twelve and five and he loses the job, that's crazy. No, but, like, but I guess let's be you... real though. Hundred isn't a realistic number because we yeah. like you would if you asked me like five years ago who has the most job security out of any coach ever, we would all said Belichick. Yeah. yeah. And then a couple losing seasons later, and then yeah. boom, nobody has like. Yeah, you would have thought Belichick is going on his yeah. own terms no matter what. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, I'd say th- those six come to my mind. I wouldn't put McCarthy's a hundred. I'd say probably like closer to 90% just because of the external factor that is Jerry Jones. He's so unpredictable that if they go into Tampa Bay in the first round and they get they get plunked out, Dude, he might could you, like yeah, Jerry Jones might be so fed up he could move on. Like, I don't know. And that, But McCarthy's done a really good job this year. The offense is firing on all cylinders. So, uh, and, he's, and he's calling the offense. So it's tough to say McCarthy will be gone, but if they get knocked out in the first round – that's why I can't say 100. Jerry Jones is just a different breed of an owner. Yeah, it's a good question, Jerry. Or, yeah. I guess, a good statement. <laughs> if you have, like, you have like a one- to two-year leash with Jerry Jones, unless you're gone. I mean, damn, J- Jimmy Johnson was gone after they won a Super Bowl, man. Like, you, like, you just never they know. They butt heads big time, though. Yeah. Say Marvin Harrison Jr. goes to the Cardinals, where do you rank him among fantasy wide receivers off the rip? I think he's well, the second. I think he's the second... Jamar Chase. I don't like. No. He's that level where there is no doubt he's going to be a stud. Like, I there's what no you doubt. Mean, though, like, does he mean from? Did he say like? I don't. Because dynasty obviously is different no, than no, like, like. If you were to just draft like a redraft, you know, like, a redraft. like where is yeah, he going? So amongst like other wide so receivers. In the league I'm just now. so okay. So I'll give you both. So if it's for dynasty, I mean he's obviously going 101. But in terms of like all the young receivers, I'd say he's probably top five. Where in redraft, I'd probably put him in like. I don't know if I could put him in top 12 yet. I'd probably draft him in the fourth or fifth round. So I'd say he's going to be a top like 15 to 20. Early. I think he goes earlier. I think receiver. he's going to be like a third round pick. Yeah. Really? I think he's going to be ranked <sighs> in the 20s. I get that. But I then like Jamar Chase came in and Jamar Chase if was ranked teams, like in the 40s. I That's what I'm saying. Definitely. So I don't think like so. If teams get him with their third pick, they're going to be stoked about that, I think. Yeah. It all depends on where he goes. I mean, obviously in this, you're asking the Cardinals. So uh, Dynasty, I'd be on top five, redraft, top 20. Who are the who are the receivers that you would take over him in Dynasty? I'm gonna go still Chase Jefferson. Chase Jefferson. Uh, to me, I would still take Garrett Wilson. Oh, CD. Uh, CD. CD. Okay, maybe yeah. not top Tyreke. five for Dynasty. CD, yeah, for no, sure. No, not not Tyreek. No. Too old. Too yeah, old. he's too yeah, old. Devonte, too old. You could go Garrett Wilson. I I take Garrett Wilson. Um, and then it's like take... Waddle, Devonte Smith. No. Marvin no. Harrison. Like AJ? they're they're kind of there. AJ, yeah, I'd take AJ. AJ's 26. Over. I'd still take AJ. DK? Over. No, no, not DK. Alave. Alave is another one. Definitely a toss up. Just Um, depends. Like, is Alave going to get a quarterback, man? Like, that's a whole other thing, too. Because if he goes to Arizona, Puka. Puka. Like, Puka. Like, me, I would, like, just Puka's the proven asset who just went for 1,400. Like, let's put it out there. I do not think, I don't care. I don't think there's a chance in hell Marvin Harrison next year puts up more fantasy points than Puka is going to this year. Yeah, it'd be. Think about it. How good of a season he would have to have an incredible season because that's how good Puka's been this year. Like Puka's yeah. gonna go for over fifteen hundred yards and like six or seven touchdowns. He's he's gonna hundred and twenty catches. The NFL Do we record, really think if Marvin record. Harrison stays healthy next year, he's gonna beat? He's gonna have more catches. Doubt he's gonna have more catches. I doubt he's gonna have more yards. He may have more touchdowns because he's a bigger body guy. But let's be honest. So 
It would be me, NFL history because Chase set it for rookie yeah, receiving yards right after it. right after Jefferson, and then Puka just did it. So mm. I mean, it would be NFL history. So, but right now, I'm t- still taking Puka over. So I guess he's top ten for me. I'm taking I'm taking Marv over Puka just like long it's hard term for me. It's hard it's, for me. I know because it's a proven commodity. We saw it. I understand completely, and he's a rookie. But Marv is just a blue chip talent that it's like his ceiling is higher than Puka's. Yeah. But then again, Puka, it's I, I don't hate your argument either. Like I can totally see why you take mm-hmm. Puka. I have Ravens plus eighteen hundred future. Do we cash or ride it out? You gotta ride that. I think you gotta ride it just because. I mean, if they beat Miami this week, they're gonna be the number one seed. So having that buy is so clutch. Now that there's only one of them, it's only the top seed. So I I would ride it, man. And plus eighteen hundred, yeah. I wouldn't cash. I also yeah. don't know what the cash out is looking like. That's what I'm saying. But it's probably not great. Play, and if it's like, yeah, it's probably nothing. Dude, crazy. they're not gonna give you. I doubt they give them anything yet. The playoffs haven't even started yet. I I think you don't even consider cashing till if they make it to the Super Bowl. If they made the Super Bowl, I would just hedge and just bet the saying. other side. Yeah, I don't like. I, I don't think it's worth hedging or cashing out till the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, like with those odds. Yeah. Yeah, I think you ride like, it. Yeah, I think if they get to the Super Bowl, that. you definitely hedge it so you guarantee yourself. I don't know how much he threw. So did he specify that or no? He just said eighteen. No. Yeah. So having, I don't think. Yeah, having the known amount would have. Yeah. Definitely. So I don't think you consider it till they make the Super Bowl. I but agree with that. That was all he had. That's it. All right. Cool. So we'll take a quick break and then we will come back. Hey guys, it's Reagan here, and I got something to tell you guys. I'm here to talk about Worst Manhattan. As you can see, I got the QR code behind me, so pause the video. And yeah, you can use that QR code. You're going to go to their website. From the website, you're going to use their store finder tool, something that I've used to find Califon where I live. It's a location that has the Worst Manhattan. I had some for the holidays. actually gave a couple bottles out as a gift. What a great gift it was. They were excited. I've already been getting great reviews on how they liked it. So check it out. Find a store near you and get one of those bottles because guess what? It's the best. All right, guys. Welcome back in. We're going to get right into the Thursday night game. The big bet of the week, the one, unfortunately, I lost because the Rams decided to defeat the Saints 30-22. to I backed the Saints uh, plus four and a half, I believe it was. Or, or no, plus four, because there was a chance that we would both be doing it together. But in this case, it wasn't the case. So, yeah, uh, it was just the Rams show from the start. I mean, I'll let you get into the stats of it, but boy, did Puka have a game. Yeah, man, the Rams improved 8-7, and seven. Saints dropped to 7-8, and eight. officially cashes Saints under 9.5 for me as well, so it was a big one. I didn't have to drink the eggnog, and now Reagan has to eat 12 hot dogs in 20 minutes. It's a good day. It's a good day. I'm happy about it. Uh, the Saints almost had that backdoor cover for you. They scored 15 in the fourth quarter to cut the lead to 30-22, to 22, but the Rams just built too big of a lead for the Saints to overcome. And yeah, Puka Nakua, man, 9 for 164 and a touchdown. Kyron Williams, 22 for 104 and a touchdown. And then Cooper Cup had 6 for 52. It was a DeMarcus Robinson game here. Yeah. 6 for 82 and a touchdown. Good to see former Florida Gator. Let's go. Uh, for the Saints, Derek Carr threw for 319, three touchdowns and a pick. Kamara can do anything on the ground. Nine carries for 19 yards. Olave went off 9 for 123. Rashid Shahid scored. Juwan Johnson scored. A.T. Perry scored. But it was not enough. Big game for the wild card hunt. And now the Rams put themselves in position. It looks like they're going to be in the dance. And the Saints could be on the outside Should looking be, in. Yeah. Big matchup this week for the Saints against the Bucks. A must win, Reagan. Playoffs start now for New Orleans. Yeah, I hope the Bucks win. I'm off on the Saints. <laughs> oh, he's off the bandwagon. Finally. Well, because. Finally. Well, actually, I don't know. I don't know what I want more because 
it would be fun to see the Saints make the playoffs and then win a couple games. They're like, see, this is what I was talking about. I was about. talking about. Derek Carr was supposed to be playing but, like this all year. But I still got to eat the hot dogs. And Derek Carr, in fairness, he played well in this game. But it's just, I think, a little too little too late for this team. But we'll see. We'll see. I feel like now that I back the Bucks, the Saints will like go out and just demolish them. Yeah. You know what? Keep keep taking the Saints. We do our big bet of the week next week, and I'll take the Bucks. How about nah, that? No, 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 no. None of that, Jabba Jabba. Let's get to the Saturday games. The Steelers, wow. Where was this all season? 34-11. to 11, Just total ass-beating of the Cincinnati Bengals. Both teams now set at 8-7. and seven. Mason Rudolph, 17 of 27 for 290 and two touchdowns. I know. To have 17 completions and almost 300 yards is crazy. And for George Pickens to have four catches for 195 and two touchdowns is crazy. Also yeah. crazy, yeah. He had that slant that he cribbed from 86 yards at the beginning of the game, and then he had that nice catch down the sideline to pick up a big gain as well. I mean, that's the type of receiver George Pickens is. He's an athletic freak. Just throw him the ball. Like, he, he wins contested catches. 50-50 balls are not 50-50 with George Pickens, in my opinion. And that's why, you know, when you had Trubisky in there, he was brutal. He wasn't giving his receivers a shot. And small hands Pickens can't do it either. I mean, no, that's – I mean, I would say Pickens, Pickett was giving him the chances. Like, Pickens did have some fantasy success and NFL success. It was just really not, not on a consistent basis. Not consistent, but he did give him the opportunities where Trubisky was evident it was never – yeah, I mean, Pickens still only had six targets. We, we'd like to see those numbers go up. Yeah. but And on the ground, it, Najee Harris ran really well, 19 for 78 and a touchdown. Jalen Warren only eight rusher, for baby. 24. But, yeah, I mean, Steelers offensively, where has this been all season? Their defense obviously did their thing, uh, really holding down Jake Browning, who was playing really well. He still threw for 335, but it's because they were playing from behind the entirety of the game. He also had three interceptions. Not good. Mixon, 11 for 43. T. Higgins, 5 for 140 in the touchdown without Jamar Chase. He really exploded the past two weeks. Hopefully, if you were still starting him in fantasy in the playoffs, even though he let you down all season, he did show up for the playoffs, baby. But at 8-7, and seven, Bengals outside looking in the playoff picture, even with a winning record, I think it's going to be tough for them to get in. I think the best the part dance. about Najee is this is his highest yards per carry in the season at 4. <laughs> I mean, he's only in year three, but like this is—he's actually having like one of his better seasons. It's crazy. Um, not good enough to be the leading rusher, but you know, it's tough on that se- offensive line. If, if you ask me, top twenty, he'd be doing it. Top seventeen, he'd be doing it. Top sixteen, no, not quite. It's seventeenth right now. It's, it's definitely tough on that offensive line, and when you don't have an explosive vertical passing attack, teams can load the box up a little bit more without the threat of small hands pickets beating you deep. But yeah, I, di- yeah. I digress. Yeah. Next, the Bills squeak one away from the Chargers, 24-22. They stay hot, 9-6 and six now. Teams, My teams firing their coach now to prove, improve to 3-0 against the spread. That is a very good stat. Mm-hmm. I hope someone fires their coach this week because I'm yeah. going to hammer that. Chargers are now 5-10. and 10. Uh, Easton Stick, 23-33 for 215. No touchdowns, no picks. Eckler, 15 for 65. Stick did punch one in the ground. Receiving-wise, it was ugly. It was all over the place. Palmer, 47. Everett, 42. Everett, one yard short of our wheel. Oh, my goodness, man. We cashed two wheels this weekend. Cashed two. Could have been One yard from three. Could have been four. Because Everett and likely last night. And likely was that the one as well, dude. We we almost cashed four wheel spins this weekend, bro. Could have been up another 40 (laughs) units, but it's all right. The wheel would have been up like, what, 70 units if that happened? Something like that, yeah. Oh, my God. That is crazy. For the Bills, Josh Allen threw for 237, a touchdown and a pick. And he also added two scores on the ground. James Cook, 20 for 70. Very interesting here. Stephon Diggs has been 
almost non-existent the past month or so. Yeah. He had five for 29 in this one. Now, if you have Diggs and you're in the finals, are you benching him? Actually, you're probably not, so next question. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. If you have Diggs and you took him in the second round, most likely, I'd say you're not in the playoffs. I'm playing Walmart in the finals. He has Diggs. Wow. Then he has the Allen Diggs stack. I'm still playing. Well, then I'm definitely playing. You still, I mean, you still have to play him, dude. You drafted him like in the second round. Like I said, if you somehow squeaked in with him, then you got to play him. You just I can't not. You can't you not start Stephon Diggs. I can't imagine him having many options better than Diggs. Well, he had Amari Cooper on his bench this week, and he started Diggs. Yeah, but and he won by less than a point. You would have started Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. He won anyway, but. Yeah, yeah, I'd still play Diggs over Cooper, especially in the matchup next week. Like, yeah, Cooper's got the Jets, and you know that's a tough secondary. They shut yeah. down wide receiver ones week in and week out. Yep, it was an insane game. And also, Cooper, like, even yeah. if it wasn't a, like that matchup, I'd still play Diggs. Yeah. Uh, you just got to keep playing them. I still go Diggs. This was the Gabe Davis show, four for one thirty in touchdown after going two consecutive weeks beforehand <laughs> of not having a catch. Yeah, welcome to the Bills offense. Wouldn't play him next week. I would not play Gabe Davis ever. That's <laughs> the most boomer bust receiver probably in the league. Yeah. It's it's crazy, but that's the Bills offense for you. Next, the Falcons with Taylor Heineke. Take care of the Colts 29-10. They improved to 7-8, and eight, while the Colts dropped to 8-7. Tough one for the Colts. They're still holding on to the 7th seed, but it's wide open. It is wide open. There's a lot of teams at 8-7 in that conference. Taylor Heineke, baby, 229 and a touchdown. Bijan, 12 for 72 on the ground. Algier, 9 for 69 and a touchdown. Wow, shocker. Algier, another good game. Bijan had seven catches for 50 yards to lead all Falcons receivers. Pitts, three for 49. <laughs> scored a touchdown. Thank God. Give him a quarterback. Please. Please give him a quarterback. Drake so, London, only three for 39. Now, when do I get my apology for the whole Bijan-Algier debate we had? Because that was, that was quite the debate, and I think you were giving me shit for saying that Algier would be heavily involved this year. You, let's take a guess. What do you think the, the carry counts are right now between the Probably two Probably pretty damn close, Reagan. If you had to guess... Uh, dude, I, 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 I don't know. Just give me the fucking number. Bijan, 188 carries. Algier, 175 carries. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said going into the year, which I got a lot of crap from you. Can you, you. talk about the, re- the receiving game between the two? Well, my whole thing was just the fact that... How many catches Bijan have compared to Algiers? Well, that doesn't really matter to me because my whole thing was Algiers is going to be heavily involved in the running game, and that he has been. I know Bijan's a better pass catcher, but what I did say was Tyler Algier is very talented. I still don't understand that pick by the Falcons because clearly Algier can get it done on the ground as well. Yeah, so, that's a whole nother rabbit hole yeah. about team building that doesn't make sense because why are they taking, you know, premier players on mm-hmm. the outside and that running back when well, you, that's not the way your offense functions with Arthur Smith? Why aren't you taking guys in the trenches? And why are you giving Cordell Patterson the ball seven times, too? So I, I don't Yeah, know. why is Cordell <laughs> Patterson getting seven freaking carries? I, I don't know. Arthur Smith, he baffles me. I actually hope the Falcons... I mean, if they win out, I cash my bet over eight and a half. But if they lose out, I wouldn't mind if they fire Arthur Smith. Yeah. So that, that's the shining light that I'm looking at. I don't think they'll it. win out. I'm not too worried about them winning out. I don't think they'll win out either. But just saying, for the Colts, men shoot like, through for 2 one in a pick. winning three in a row. That just seems like too good for them. Yeah, honestly, I, I don't see it happening either. Jonathan Taylor, 18 for 43 and a touchdown in his return. Not very efficient, but he did punch one in. Not at all. And receiving it was ugly. Kylan Granson, 5 for 62. Will Mallory, 4 for 47. And then there's Josh Downs and Alec Pierce down below. But for the Colts, not a good look. No. Nope. Barely holding on to that 7 seed. Next, Seattle goes into Tennessee and escapes with a 20-17 victory. Geno Smith, 
with a game-winning drive. Week after, Drew Locke led a game-winning drive against the Eagles. I think I saw, I don't know the exact stat, but I saw it in the bottom of ESPN. It's like the first time ever that a team has won with a game-winning drive in back-to-back weeks with two different quarterbacks. I believe that was the stat. Very interesting. Geno threw for 227 and two touchdowns. Lockett, 8 for 81. JSN, 6 for 61. DK, 456 yes, and a touchdown. Walker, 16 for 54 on the ground. Charbonnet, two carries, no yards. Mm. Not for, ideal, but that JSN pick, very good, Mr. Joe. Very good, Mr. Joe for, um, for the Titans. Tannehill threw for 152. He's buns. He's not a good quarterback. Derrick Henry actually threw the only buns. touchdown in this game for Tennessee. And he also added one on the ground, 19 for 88. Vintage horse. And he did start to talk about, you know, is, is Derrick Henry not going to be a Titan next year? I don't know. I would say we talked about it last I week. No, I would say he's not a. I would say he's not a Titan next year. For the receiving game, uh, Oconquo six for sixty-three and a touchdown. Hopkins was absent. Burks was absent. Tajay Spears five for twenty-seven. This passing attack is nothing. You want, you want to hear something funny? Yeah. <laughs> Guess who's tied for second most passing touchdowns on the team with Ryan Tannehill? Derrick Henry. Yeah. <laughs> what does he have? Three? They both have two. They both have two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. god, man. Ryan Tannehill has and he has started uh how many games has he started? That's one, brutal. two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven games. He has two oh. passing touchdowns. To Derrick Henry, who, yeah, I guess he's played every game, but he ain't he ain't throwing the ball that much. I think he's no, throwing like four attempts to he four might passing be, attempts. Just might not be the other Titans. Yeah, this is definitely Ryan Tannehill's last season in Tennessee as well. I'd imagine, yeah. or maybe in the NFL. They yeah, need a change. Yeah, well, I don't. Yeah, I mean, he's bad, man. He's, I'd imagine he's somebody really will give him a backup a, job. Yeah, he's but like, he just doesn't slang that thing like Joe Flacco does to yeah, the point where he's, he's still going to be in the league at age thirty-eight. I think well, Tannehill would have thought Flacco was going to be in the league still. <laughs> yeah, but Flacco has a big arm, and Tannehill does not have a big arm. I, I, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine he's going to be in the league much more. Slanging it. Next, the Lions. Squeak away from the Vikings, thirty squeak, squeak, to twenty-four. Squeak. They improved eleven and four, clinched the division. Vikings are seven eight. The first time the Lions have won the NFC North, and it's I believe like thirty years. Ooh, wow. Very very impressive All of that for these to get Detroit Lions. In the first round. Yeah, you've All been saying that. it, but you were saying the Vikings were win this division. Unfortunately, yep. that one did not come to fruition. It did not. And this one, Jared Goff, two fifty-seven, a touchdown. Gibbs, fifteen for eighty-two. Montgomery 17-55-1. I'm just saying Gibbs looks a lot better right now. Montgomery's still solid, but Gibbs just looks way more explosive. Gibbs has got that juke. That juke that he had, oh my goodness. He's, when he sat yeah, down, he that Minnesota DB, that was disgusting, man. Uh, Amon Ra, 12 for 106 in a touchdown. Jameson Williams, 5 for 43. Doesn't look too good, but honestly, the fact that he's getting more involved in this offense is a really good sign for Lions fans. Laporta, 3 for 18. Gibbs, 4 for 20 through the air for Minnesota. Mullins threw for 411 yards. Two yeah. touchdowns. The difference in this game was the four INTs, Reagan. What I will say is, while I don't think Mullins maybe gives this Vikings team the best chance to win, as a Vikings, like, as a guy, like, if you have Jefferson or Addison, like, I want Nick Mullins as a quarterback because this guy is not afraid to throw the ball in the coverage double, triple. He he loves slanging that thing. So for fantasy, you got to love it, <laughs> right. having Nick Mullins. Yeah, because if they turn it over, the other team's scoring a lot because of points. Josh, and what do they have to do? they got to throw it to get back in the game. you really think Dobbs and Hall are going to throw it like he's been throwing it? Like Nick Mullins is just throwing that thing around, whether it's a pick or not. Like we saw against, uh, what was it, against the Bengals when he was like running around and threw a jump ball up to Addison. This guy gives his receiver ch- receivers chances. So from a fantasy perspective, it's good. NFL maybe not so much, but 
I don't know. He's and he's a viable starting. He's a viable option. Like the past two weeks, he's been good for fantasy. Yeah, even he's with a negative eight him. from the four ints, he still threw for four hundred. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. two touchdowns. That's, That's what I'm saying. Want. Like he still had a top. The past two weeks, he's been a top twelve quarterback both times. So you can start him. Like I'm starting him in yeah. one in my fantasy championship next week. That's wild. I have to. That's I have wild. to. That's you feel wild. like a lot of backups come in and they're like depressing because they don't want to take any risks. Yeah. They don't want to make mistakes. Yeah, it's like take care of the football. Yeah. Mullen's like fuck that. I'm gonna yeah. slang that and thing. You get some, you know. Yeah. Right there. Well, also, dude, he's playing the Packers, so I love the match. Oh, my goodness. You have dude. to start Mullins against the Packers. Oh, Bryce Young just exposed him. Carr, Stick, Flacco sure. against the it Jets, Brissett. No, you like, got to go I have Mullins. no better option. I'm going Mullins. You got to go I started Mullins. him the past two weeks. I mean, I had to buy the week before, and then this week he got it done. So, honestly, I'm riding with the hot hand. Hey, what Tommy DeVito did at that Green Bay secondary, which now he got benched. Then what Baker did, perfect passer rating. And then Bryce Young having the best game of his career so far. I mean, that's a big reason that I made the, the finals. I started Bryce Young, and Bryce Young didn't score wow. more than ten. He didn't score more than ten fantasy points for like eight games straight, and then he dropped over twenty against that Packers secondary. I love the Nick Mullins play out of you next week. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, though, he's gonna be about Hawkinson. We mentioned that earlier. Torn ACL and MCL. He had four fifty-eight before leaving, and Addison left with an ankle. Had one catch for two yards before leaving. But Justin Jefferson's still there, six for one forty-one and a touchdown. They did nothing on the ground. Ty Chandler eight for seventeen. His only saving grace was that touchdown that he scored. All right, well, let's take a quick break, and then we'll get back with the rest of the games. Hey, guys, it's Colin here from Around the Felt. The race to 1,000 Instagram followers is live. We just eclipsed 900, and we have a special event coming for you. The Around the Felt boys are going to sweat a $1,000 bet to celebrate 1,000 followers. And we're going to do a giveaway. If you repost on your story... Like it and tag three friends. We're giving away $200 to one lucky follower. And we're going to go live during this bet. And we're going to sweat it out with you guys. Hope you join us. We're announcing it now. Help get us to 1,000 followers. Now let's get back to the episode. All right, guys. Let's keep it rolling here. The Jets almost blow a massive lead in this one. Reagan, I know you were probably rooting for it. They still come out on top, 30-28. to 28. They're now 6-9. and nine. They, they slide a bit in the draft. When you want a team to tank, that's the best thing. They put up a ton of points, and they look good, but then they lose. So yeah. we almost got the perfect tank game where it's like, all right, that's a good, good amount of momentum. But you had some fun. Loss. You had some fun. Yeah. Brees Hall, your young star, pops off in this one. 20 for 95 and two touchdowns, and he also added 12 catches for 96 yards. Yeah. Wow. I don't uh, know about He won me my semifinal matchup, dropping over 40, but he also I lost to Garrett because he had Brees Hall. It's, it's you know, it is what it is, but... Reagan, and it, the tough worst part for is the Jets in the draft Tre- order. Trevor Simeon was doing his best part for the tank. Like, yeah, really you and bad Zach were talking. Pick, really bad sacks. Just like he's terrible. He Dude, was that pick he threw like in the in the red zone was brutally bad. Uh, you and you and Zach were talking. You're like Zach's like, yeah, I think Simeon knows the tank is on. Oh, he knows the tank is on. <laughs> he knows the tank is on. And now Brees Hall. Um, he, he had a pretty cool stat. I mean, it's, it's nitpicky, but uh, with him having 95 and 95, that's the second time he's ever done that in his career. And he now becomes only the sixth running back all time to do that. And that's uh, crazy considering he's in his second year yes. and had a torn ACL. And uh, that's, that puts him at second. The only guy to do it more times, Walter Payton, three times with 95 and 95. So, Brees Hall's with Priest Holmes, Brian Westbrook, Larry Brown, Thurman Thomas, and Walton, Walter Payton. That's a hell of a list so, right there, my friend. Yeah, and if he does it one more time, we'll be tied with Walter Payton. And all those guys, how many games do you think they played, if you had to guess? Over how many? Like, the, they all played over how many to get yeah. to that mark? No, no, no. Like, in their career, how many games do you think they've played? I'd say they all played over 120. They've all played over 100, at least. Okay. So, the fact that Brees Hall's done it twice in 22 games... 
just shows the talent he can be. And think about it. What will this guy do next year with Rodgers? It'll be scary. Yeah, it will be a scary sight. Hopefully the Jets boost that offensive line even more so he can get – because he's been a phenomenal receiver all year. Only McCaffrey has more receiving yeah. yards from a back – but and uh, he's got to be getting close close to leading the league in catches. For I'm, I'm back. hoping that they fix <laughs> 12, that offensive line helps. so he can run the ball behind it. It's damn near close. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, it's damn near close. When you have when you have check down Charlies at the quarterback, it definitely helps. Yeah. I mean, Simeon threw for 217 in this one. 96 to Brees, 76 to Garrett Wilson. Then it was Conklin at 36. No one else really did anything in this one for the Jets. Nope. Uh, for the commander, Sam Howell gets benched. Again, after going 6-22, 56 yards, and two interceptions with a QBR of 1.7. Yuck. Uh, I think that was the lowest recorded QBR in NFL history, I believe. It's Kamara at 73, Brees Hall's in second with 65. What's McCaffrey at? 63, but he definitely has... McCaffrey's got 537 receiving. Brees has also got 537, and Kamara has 462. So Kamara's just... Getting the checkdowns and not the yards. And then Brees and... That's crazy. Him and McCaffrey are tied now. Yeah, they are tied. Yep. Wow. So then, yeah, Jacoby Brissett comes in 10 of 13 for 100 yards and a touchdown. Chris Rodriguez, the rookie, 10 for 58 and two touchdowns on the ground. He out-touched Antonio Gibson in this one. Receiving-wise, it was ugly for the Commanders. Now, Reagan, I got a question for you about the Commanders. I know earlier on in the season we were saying they got to stick with Howell for another year, but that's how back-to-back games that he's been benched. And I know the Jets have a good secondary, but he got benched the week before. This was also the lowest passer rating in NFL history, and Brissett has just looked better. The tough thing is, though, he's looked better, but he's come in in garbage time where it's clear, like, clearly, like, we're going to keep everything in front of us. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's tough to say he's looked yes, better from that standpoint. Yes, but he hit Terry deep downfield the week prior. Yes. So that wasn't keeping in front. That was, yeah, it was yeah. garbage time. So maybe the starters weren't in, but yes, he did I, push just, the ball downfield. It's just tough to me to say. Like, I, like I, I do think Brissett's a decent quarterback, but I don't know. I, I don't want to necessarily like jump ship on Howell. Like, I still think that they should give him another chance when they go out and get a new coach. I mean, I guess it really depends on who they get, but I don't know. The whole situation's weird there. Like, Ron Rivera is clearly on the outs, so I'd wait to see if like there's a coach that wants to build around Sam Howell, then then make it happen. You know what I mean? Like, I still think they should wait a year because then I view it like this. Either you, we have him another year, he turns out to be something, and then if you don't, that means he sucked and you're probably picking in the top couple picks anyway. Yes. Versus this year, they're not getting Caleb or Drake May unless they trade up, and I don't. I think this team has too many issues that they can't afford to trade up. Otherwise, they're going to be in a very similar spot to the Carolina Panthers with no draft capital, a quarterback in a bad situation, because I don't think May or Williams will have a lot of success in this situation anyway. The O-line's t- trash, <clears throat> the weapons are okay. Like, there's still the run game I'm not in love with, so I think there's a lot of issues, so... I say you give Howell another year, and then he either proves he's going to be the starter, and if he doesn't, you draft someone the following draft. Yeah, I'm I'm conflicted here. So I don't think it necessarily has to be May or Bust. They could fall in love with Jaden Daniels out of LSU because I do think Jaden Daniels is going top five. I think three yes. quarterbacks go top five. Now, the issue is if the draft order holds as it is, mm-hmm. and the commanders right now are picking third. I'd imagine they're going to pick third when it's locked up because they're not going to beat San Francisco. They're not going to beat Dallas. Let's be honest. If the Cardinals are picking two, it's going to be interesting. Do they stick and pick Marvin Harrison or Commanders at three, Patriots at four, Giants at five? Do one of those three want to move up to two to get May? 
And if that happens, if you're the commanders, do you move up to two, move up one spot? You're not moving up from nine like Carolina did. You're moving up one spot, so it's not going to be as much. To me, the difference. It's a bidding war. The difference between the commanders and the Giants and the Patriots are the Giants and Patriots have a lot of talent on the roster currently. Where I don't think the commanders really have a ton of talent that I love at this Their point. only talent that they really have that I love is their interior D line. It doesn't even seem like Jonathan Allen wants to be there anymore. Yes. I mean, they trade away both their their good their star edge rushers. Uh, I mean, Cameron Curl's good in the secondary, but he needs a contract, and you have, you're going to pay him. I just think there's a lot of issues on this team, so I really don't. Yeah, a decent amount of talent wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, but, but they're all like, none of them are game Terry. changers, you and, know. And it's, it's, Terry might become a game changer, but I don't think he can be. He's already 27. Four. I don't know. It's just to me, like I just think there's too many issues where I think you just got to roll it back next year with a rookie head coach. If he likes Howell, give him the chance. Play the year out with Howell and then go from there. Because odds are you'll know next year. And he showed a lot of flashes this year to me that proves he should be a starter in this league or at the very least a career backup. That That's pretty evident. Like He belongs in the NFL. So I'd say give him one more year and then go from there. Because if he's that bad, you're going to be picking. You They end up with the worst record next year anyway. So I'd rather wait another year and see. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I don't think that's a bad way to look at it. I just don't think they're going to do any rookie quarterback also, justice. Like, I think whoever they're going to get is going to be what Howell is, if not worse. Because I just think there's too many issues with this team right now. I don't know. I don't think I don't think Sam Howell's ceiling is that high. I think he's limited athletically. I think he's limited arm yeah, strength wise. Yeah, the ceiling might not be that high, but I'm just saying by next year, I just don't think they're doing anybody any favors. I agree. And I think I, for the development aspect, they're going to hurt whatever prospect they get. But if you're picking third and you have the opportunity to get Drake May or Jaden Daniels and one of them becomes a superstar and you don't take that and you you instead take a tackle, it's going to be a tough look. It's going to be a new regime. There is new ownership. They're not tied to Howell. Howell was a fifth-round no, pick. They have no ties. You're right. And he's not expensive, so you can move on. But yeah. then it's like, okay, if someone does jump you and takes May at two – are you in love with Daniel to take him at three? Do you take Fashanu, the tackle from Penn State? Or is Marvin Harrison just staring you in the face? And although you don't need a receiver necessarily, you took yeah, Dotson. I think that's the smash the play there too. Do you go, yeah, you can go Marvin. You can move on from Samuel, get some money off the books, and you have Terry, Marv, and Dotson. That's yeah. a good wide, young wide receiver core. There's a lot of options they can go with. They still need a lot of help on defense, but that's going to have to ha- have to happen later in the draft. I don't know, man. Commanders are in a tough spot whether they go quarterback or not. I think it's a good debate. All right, we spent a lot of team talking about the freaking com- time. You're talking welcome, about Walmart. the freaking commies, man. Walmart, let us know what you think as a Commanders yeah. fan. Walmart, I'd like you to submit a question for the next pod, and, and I, I want to hear your thoughts on what you think the commies should drop do. drop a comment on the YouTube. Walmart's been saying, though, he might jump ship. He might become a Bills fan. That If you do that, that, no, if you do that, that is soft. That is the softest shit I've ever heard. You don't jump ship. I don't care. That is so soft. Yeah, all right. The Packers narrowly escaped the Carolina Panthers 33-30. to Reagan, what is going on with this Packers defense, man? Uh, a lot of issues. Not a whole lot of defense. Man, I, I don't know. They got some issues. It looks like a team that's going to just miss the playoffs. So it looks like they're going to be in the market for a new D.C. next offseason. Yeah, I can't uh, imagine fairness, Joe Barry's going to be there. In fairness, they uh, a lot of Alexander's been missing some time. So I think that's a key. I, I don't believe he played in this game, but obviously when you don't have your shutdown corner on the outside, that definitely limits a lot of things you can do defensively. So that that hasn't been a big help, but still. To counter that point, teams are missing star players all the time. I agree. This entire Packers defense, not all of it, most of it consists of first-round picks. Yes. It's notorious. They never took any weapons to help Aaron Rodgers. It was defense, 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 defense. There is a lot of talent on this there defense. There is a lot of de- there They is a should lot of not be getting exposed by the likes of DeVito. 
This now beginning, I mean, Baker, perfect passer rating. And then Bryce Young, the best game of his career, thrown for 312 yards and two touchdowns. And he wasn't scoring more than 10 fantasy points for two months prior to this. It's just crazy. I mean, so you think DJ's, it's more? Do you think it's more on the players, or do you think it's a Joe Barry thing? Because I think he's. I think it's a Joe. As, I think it's a Joe Barry. I, I mean, he's granted, as good as gone. The, the yes, the players still deserve blame as well. I'm not putting yeah. it all on Joe Barry, but it's just mostly schematically. I think they're messed up right now. I mean, DJ Chark had 98 and two touchdowns. Adam Thielen 94. Tommy Tremble 59. Bryce Young was just exposing them. Uh, Chuba added a touchdown to the ground. I mean, offensively, at least the pack was able to get it done behind Aaron Jones. He had 21 carries for 127. Jordan Love threw for 219, two touchdowns. Dobbs, 79 and a touchdown. Dontavian Wicks had a touchdown. Their offense did enough to, to squeak one out, but, man, this defense is bad right now. Yeah. And yeah, that's no, why I, mean, I love your Nick Mullins play next week, man. Yeah, I think the Vikings are going to kill him next week on uh, on uh, Sunday, yeah, Sunday night football. So it should be interesting. But that'll be a big deciding factor in uh, which team ends up, if either team can make the playoffs, you know, because I think the, it puts the winner in a great spot and the other one's going home. Yep. Next, the Browns behind Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper. Keep getting it Beat done, man. Beat the shit out of the Texans, 36-22. to 22. And now 10-5. and five. The 22 points the Texans got, that was all garbage time. That was all Davis Mills and garbage time. They scored 15 in the fourth. That's what I'm saying. So really, like, the game, it, it might appear <laughs> close, but it was not. This is a blowout yeah. for the Browns. So let's just get the Texans over with so we can spend some more time talking about what Amari Cooper and Joe Flacco did in this one. Yeah. Uh, Case Keenum got benched after going 11 for 17 for 62 yards and two picks. Davis Mills comes in, throws for 149 and two touchdowns. Dalton Schultz, 861. Noah Brown, 338. And then it was just all scattered. A lot of receivers got receptions for not a lot of yards. They couldn't do anything on the ground as well. Singletary, 9 for 44. Also, I believe Damian Pierce returned a kick for a touchdown in this he one. He did, yeah. So their offense was non-existent, basically. Wow. Joe Flacco throws for 368, three touchdowns. Yes, he had two picks. He is turning the ball over a little bit, but, but that he's Browns like, like, pass he's not attack afraid to throw has it. come you know alive, I mean? He's throwing man. it around the yard. He's slanging it. He's slanging it. Also, he's slanging they it. couldn't do anything on the <laughs> ground here, Reagan. Jerome Ford, 15 for 25. Yeah, Pierre Strong, funny? 522. Kareem Hunt, 7 for 11. Isn't that funny? I mean, I guess it makes sense what teams are doing. They're like, what can the Browns do best run the ball? We're going to make Joe Flacco beat us. And clearly it's not working. Yeah, Isn't that Flacco's funny that, balling, man. I mean, granted, a lot of it's like Nick Chubb's not there, but they were able to run the ball with Jerome Ford early on before Flacco and Kareem Hunt. Now all of a sudden they can't. So It's also part of that's probably their top three tackles being out as well. Yeah, but they were out. They were running the ball well when they was out. You know what I mean? And also, it might have to do with Joe Flacco's mobility. Like, yeah, it does limit the timing. He's on just a lot a sitting of those duck plays. in there, but yeah, that dude can fucking sling hey, that thing. Either way, it's working out what they're doing right now. Amari Cooper, eleven for two sixty-five and two touchdowns. He dropped a fifty burger in the fantasy playoffs. I, mean, I think this if is, you lost and had him on your bench, I feel sorry for you. And I think this is the fourth time ever he has. Um, I think that's the fourth time he's gone over two fifty in a game. Yeah, Amari like, Cooper has always some, had these type of I'm almost positive uh, that's his Wait, fourth he's, time doing he's it. He's gone for 200 for three teams. Yeah. The Raiders, the Cowboys, and the Browns. Mm-hmm. And I think he's the, he's the only player to do this besides Terrell Owens to go for 200-plus for three different teams. Crazy stat. You just jogged my memory on that. Yeah, I don't know why I knew that. That is phenomenal, man. Um, I mean, yeah, man. I mean, Njoku played well. I mean, he had six for 44 and a touchdown, but... It was a two, it oh, was I'm a, sorry, it wasn't it wasn't two fifty. It's the fourth time he's gone over two hundred. I 200, knew that sounded yeah. wrong, but still, that's that's crazy. Yeah, say. it was a Browns franchise <laughs> record. He took it from. Do you know who had the record before? Josh Gordon. Yeah, baby, Josh let's go. Gordon, These yeah. boys know ball. These boys know ball. Come on, 
We get just couple, all these stats just popping out of yeah, our heads. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm starting to rub off on you a little bit, I man. Guess so. You're, you're yep. starting to get a little statty. Yep, yep. The Browns are 10-5. and five. Looking good, man. They're looking yes, good. Sir. They looking are going to be in the playoff picture. Looking soupy good. But I will say, I know for a fact Amari Cooper is going to go under on his yards this week. Like Everyone's going to slam the over and he's playing the Jets. I know. And going I know. It just screams under me. I mean, I'm not taking it because I don't like... What do you think his line's going to be? Like, I think it's going to be like 70... I was going to say 70s or 80s. 70s. It's probably up. You want to check quick? Uh, but um, I think it's going to be in that range and I think... Everyone's gonna hammer his over, and I think it's classic Amari Cooper where he duds. Because we did see this a lot, like even the Raiders and Cowboys. Like he'd have these boom games, and then he'll dud. And that's just who Amari Cooper is. Is that game? That game is in, in Cleveland. Cleveland. It's in Cleveland on Thursday night too. So it's in prime time, so more people will be betting on it too because it's a prime time game. And I, I really think the line's gonna oh, be God. very Dude, high. That's an ugly game, man. Oh my God, that's an ugly 57. game. Fifty-seven. Wow. I don't know. That's low, dude. I don't I'm not know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not touching it, but I'm telling you, the under is probably gonna hit yeah. because the line seems so low, and everyone's gonna get all giddy like that. Oh my god, it's so low. He just went for 250. Yeah. And then he's gonna come out and put up like 28 on like three catches. It's yeah, dude. I, that's gonna be an ugly game. Yeah. I, a game I don't really want to watch, but we do it for you guys. <laughs> uh, next, the Bucks beat the shit out of the Jags, 30 to 12. Mm-hmm. Both teams now sit at eight and seven. Jaguars have lost four in a row, Reagan. Not wow. good. They were sitting eight and three. You were calling them frauds. They're proving you right. They are frauds. <laughs> They're definitely frauds. I mean, the defense, the, the defense is the falling apart. Frauds. Defense is falling apart. Uh, Baker Mayfield, two eighty-three, two touchdowns. Rashad White, twenty for thirty-nine, only averaged two yards per carry, but he did score. Mike Evans, seven eighty-six, two touchdowns. Godwin, six for seventy-eight. But, man, that defense showed out. Lawrence threw for 211, a touchdown and two picks before leaving with injury. Beathard threw for 94 and a touchdown. ETN got stuffed on the ground, 6 for 12. Evan Ingram, 10 for 95. Yeah, he's Ridley, having a good season, 6 for Ingram. 90 and two he's touchdowns. He's having a sneaky good season. Ingram is having a really good season. I think I'd like to see where is he ranked tight end-wise. In terms of what, fantasy? Yeah, where is he ranked fantasy-wise? He's uh, definitely top eight. Well, there was a right? while he went without scoring a touchdown. Yeah, he's got only three touchdowns, recently. but... Your guys aren't going to guess. He's tight end five. If you, if you, you already see how many catches he has this year? Because you will not guess if you didn't look. I didn't Neither look. of you will guess. I, 92. Oh, wow. How I'm many close. catches he's had? Yeah. He has 92 catches? No, he has more. What? He has 98 catches this season. Oh, wow. What tight end yards. is he? Five. Uh, five. Because he only has three touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Um, But still, the fact that this guy has 98 catches, like, uh, we can see why the Giants spent up on him in the draft and then why the Jaguars went out and – you know, gave him a pretty good contract. But the fact that he has 98 catches and last year was his career high at 73, I mean, he's taken his game to a whole nother level. Yeah, uh, most yards, also most catches. Most yards, and he, yeah, this is best year of his career. Yeah, outside of the touchdowns, the yards and catches. Yeah, he had six there. touchdowns as a rookie, but he had 722 on 64 yep. receptions. Most first downs in his career. He's having a great year. Yeah, well, he has 34 more catches this year, but only 102 more yards than yeah, his rookie I mean, he's year. Getting his a rookie lot year, he was targets. more of a big play threat. Now he's like kind of being the, the safety blanket. And a lot of that's Christian that Kirk going down and Parker Washington not developing the way that Jake Jake's takes had thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Jake's takes is done, um, but <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I mean at least that's that's the only positive you really take away from this game. The just Jaguars that Jake's fan, takes is done. No, well <laughs> that yeah, I mean I guess there's, I guess there's two positives. That's the biggest positive. Evan Ingram yeah. career year, Jake's takes is done because Lawrence did go out with injury. Not good, not good. All right, man. 
The Bears, 27-16 over the Cardinals. They improved to 6-9. and nine. They're starting to heat up a bit. Cardinals now sit at 3-12. and 12. Yeah, the only thing that sucks with the Bears is it's a little too late, unfortunately. Like, this does seem like a team. They remind me of the Lions last year where they just kind of turned it on late late at the end of the year, and that's why I still think the Bears are going to stick with Justin Fields and trade that pick, man. I really do. Yeah, Justin Fields, 15-27, 170, a touchdown, a pick, but he did have 97 rushing yards and a touchdown, and that's just game-breaking ability. And their defense ability. has been playing insane, defense so imagine has been balling out. getting a couple more big pieces with all that cap they still have. I don't know. It seems like a playoff team. They have next a lot year. of cap space. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Keep Justin Fields. I think Eberflus. Fill out the roster. His job security has, They'll get him, they're has keep definitely him. grown. And I think you you keep Fields, trade the picks, get a couple, plug in a couple more holes, uh, whether it's through the draft or free agency, and you have a playoff bound team. So you think that the Bears and the Cardinals are going to s- stick with. Fields and Murray and yes. picks one and two, the rights to Caleb Williams and probably Drake May, maybe Jaden Daniels if a team falls in love with him, yes. are going to be up for sale. Yep. That is going to be I a think, crazy bidding war, I, I believe. I think the bidding war is going to start there. I still I think the Bears trade Justin Fields for a late first, early second, and take Williams just to reset that clock. But you can't deny Justin Fields does have elite Bro, I think there's going to be a huge ability on the ground. for that number one pick, dude. And I think that's playing into their favor, the fact that they know the Cardinals are probably going to stay with Kyler. So I think it's going to play into their favor that they're going to have all these teams bidding and the value is going to go up like crazy because of that. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, if you lose out on get... one, th- there's your price point for two. Like, it, it's mm-hmm. right under that, you know? So, yep. That's I, what I'm saying, man. It's they're not a bad get... problem think... to have if you're a Bears fan. They it's may really end not. up getting two to three. Can you give up three first rounders now, right? I believe you can. Yeah. So they might get three first rounders for that pick. I think what's going to happen is if that hey, does happen, if somebody gives you a blue chip player in that deal too. That's a thing, dude. That that trade they made with the Panthers could end up being one of the best draft trades in NFL history if yep. if they hit on their picks. If they hit on their picks, dude. What if they get two firsts and two seconds, and then they get like a play? You know what I mean? Like, well, they can. They're like, probably if they do trade it, they'd probably move down to like three or four. I'd imagine, yeah. or five. And you're going to have... So you could take a tackle, top, you could take a receiver. Yep. You could take a receiver, or maybe you like Brock Bowers, you could take a game-breaking tight yeah, end. You and yeah. you can afford to take a Brock Bowers because you still have another pick, your own pick, that's going to be in the and top ten most likely. And all that cap space. A lot of cap space, man. The Bears are in actually saying, a good man, position. I like it a lot more. I, if I'm telling you, if Justin Fields is the quarterback of this team next year, they're winning the division and they're making the playoffs. Wow, you think they're going to surpass the Lions. Yep. But only if Justin Fields is their quarterback. Wow, I'm already looking forward to the the pods in August. The the yeah, <laughs> NFC yeah. North prediction pod. Yeah, me, me and you both. Me and you both. Yeah, and for the Cardinals, Murray threw for two thirty two touchdowns. Uh, added thirty two yards on the ground. Connor twelve for forty five. Added five for sixty seven through the air. Trey McBride was pretty much shut down. This one six for thirty one. Yep. Not good for the Come Cardinals. Way. But they're three and twelve. They have the number two pick right now. You're in a good spot because it seems like they're gonna stick to with me, Kyler Murray. They would be more likely to take a quarterback than the Bears right now. Oh, I uh, just because of the I fact highly that disagree with that. Only because I think highly the Cardinals disagree. have so many more holes and the Bears seem to be more ready to compete yeah, right but now. You're missing the biggest point, and that's the contract. I know the contract, but they I feel like they can still unload it to some team because as we've seen this year, injuries at the quarterback position is a big thing, and there's a lot of teams that are going to be quarterback needy. So I still think 
they can unload that contract. And they may have to give up some stuff, but they could reset the clock and just build fresh. I don't know. I, I think, think that's way more difficult because we saw Lamar Jackson was available this offseason, and no, apparently no one offered for Jackson when the, the, the Panthers were going to give up two firsts to get number one to get Bryce Young. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to give Lamar give up two firsts for Lamar if you have the opportunity to do so? Yeah. Because the contract, because you got to pay him five years, $250 million. Yeah, so with Murray locked into a huge deal, it's just that's the biggest hurdle in my mind. So that's why I lean Bears more likely. Even though I, if you, who would you rather have right now to build your team, Justin Fields or Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray. Okay. Just because we've seen him play at an MVP level already. Yeah. I just think he's more the Bears the passer as, well. as a team are better right now. Like they just have a lot more they are talent. Better. They are better. and their cap situation is great. That's why I just don't. They don't need to reset the clock. I know you. They can. Because you're going to have to pay Justin Fields sooner than later. But I just think I would, would like this team better if they got more capital. Well, next year is his fourth year. you got to pick up the fifth-year option. Which yeah, and I think they should tw- pick up the fifth-year option. And then if it doesn't work, then you give them year four and five. And if it doesn't work, then you can still go out and sign or trade for a veteran or try to draft someone yeah, that does work Yeah, out. but that's because then at that point you're going to be stuck in the middle. You know what I mean? Because the, the roster is young and it's getting better and it's improving. They're on the right track where they're not going to get worse. We're going to be picked. They have an opportunity to have the number they one pick again. They could be in a spot where the Jets this are right spot now. Where you're right now, you have the number one pick and another top ten pick, and your roster is at this point where they almost look like they're ready to compete for the playoffs as early as next year. But my point is, they could be a spot in where the Jets are right now, where you go out and trade for that veteran quarterback that puts you over the top. And granted, that didn't work. But out it's this tough year, we'll for one, like one to come inve- like a Hall of Fame caliber player like yeah. Aaron Rodgers come available does not happen often. It just does not. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens at that time. It's all hypotheticals. We'll see. Yeah, it's but you, be could take, you could take Caleb I, Williams, and then you have a top 10 pick to add a receiver with him, and then you trade Fields for a late first, and then you can get another Look, good player. Uh, we could talk about this all day. We have a we lot could. of off-season pods to debate <laughs> all the hypotheticals. But uh, all right, let's move on. I just love the team-building conversations. All right, next, the Dolphins beat Dallas 22-20. to I was on the Dolphins in this one. You were on Dallas. Uh, they are now eleven and four. Dallas ten and five. I thought you said the Cowboys were going to beat the shit out of these frauds. I thought they were. I guess the frauds beat the frauds in this battle. <laughs> yeah. No matter what, one fraud was going down. I thought we'd get a tie, maybe. Yeah, that would have been funny. Two and three for two ninety three and a touchdown. Mostert eleven for forty six on the ground, added a touchdown in the air. A Chan seven for twenty four. Tyreek had nine for ninety nine. You could tell he wasn't a hundred percent. Yeah. Kind of, it he, don't matter to me, man. I like that line at eighty eight seemed low, and he still got it done. Yeah, uh, he did hit the over, and I mean, I have him in the fantasy finals this week. You have him. We're big yep. Tyree Kill fans next week. Hopefully, he rests up that ankle because he wasn't really do much after the catch in this one. But he's so fast, he still gets open for yep. Dallas. Dak threw for two fifty three and two touchdowns. A pretty good game. Pollard did nothing on the ground as per usual. Ceedee Lamb six for one eighteen and a touchdown. He had that forty nine yarder. That was pretty nice. Lamb continues his great year. Now, Reagan, who do you think goes farther in the playoffs, Dallas or Miami? Dallas still, just because there's, I think the AFC is so much more stacked this year. Well, who is it looking like Miami's going to match up with? Buffalo. No. Wait, no. Um, as of now, it could be if they get the one. It really depends on this week. There's a chance they get the one seed. Yeah. There's also a chance they I'd get. I'd imagine they lose to Baltimore. But it looks like they're going to be the two even with a yeah, loss. Yeah, but there's still a chance that they also get the the sixth seed. Like, the Bills could still win the division is the thing. So there's a lot of things that could still happen. Yes. All right. It, hypothetically, if the playoffs started now, who are you more confident winning? Miami against Miami at home against Indianapolis or Dallas on the road against Tampa Bay? I'm more confident in Miami to get it done than I am Dallas. I'm kind of confident in both of them to get it done. So it really comes down to the second-round matchup. Like, 
I think there's a world where both teams could lose, but like honestly, they kind of handle the teams that are. Even though I was just saying like the Bucks have been playing hot, I still think those those are the teams that they they throttle in the first round, and then when they go against the big dogs is when it gets sketchy. Okay. Okay. Just I'd have more confidence in Miami winning that first matchup. Just you know, so well, yeah, because Dallas on the road. Home, I don't. Yes, is, being at home is a huge, yeah. huge part of that. Yeah, I would say so too. But we can we can talk with debate that when the time comes and we know the matchups. All right. Next, the the Patriots beat the Broncos twenty six to twenty three. Oh man, Sean Payton, what are you doing? He got cocky down of this game. Yeah. He started calling those timeouts when Bill looked content to go to the overtime, well, and then the Bailey Zappi were like had a big throw. On their life at the end there. Yeah, they hit a fifty-six <laughs> yard field goal. Yeah, and their kicker, man, I, Ryland, like I don't know how he's still their kicker. He was thirteen to twenty on the year going yeah. into that game. Like Belichick drafted him this year. <laughs> like, bro, you're sixty-five percent, and you missed the field goal and an extra point in the game. Also, like he did come up clutch at the end, but it's like. How the hell is that your kicker? Dude, man? he must have been nervous as yeah, fuck before say. that like, kick. Yeah, I'm surprised dude. he made it. I'm yeah. surprised. I mean, from 56, I'm surprised he made he that. I'm not gonna lie to you. Ice in his veins, Ryland. Hell of a kick, though. Yeah, the, the Broncos were down in this Seven one. Back and- 23 to seven, and then Russell Wilson sparked the comeback with two touchdowns and two two point conversions. He threw for 238 and two touchdowns. Uh, yeah. Marvin Mims three for sixty three. Brandon Johnson three for forty seven. A touchdown. It's kind of spread out. Receiving. Corlin Sutton left the game now with a concussion, I believe. Yes, he did. Oh, he had that. So I imagine the grounds. You're probably going to be looking for other options next week because typically they don't play after the concussion. So. I would not start Jerry Judy. That guy's buns. Uh, and Javante Williams cashed the wheel for his touchdown. He did he did? Nice Javante, thank you. Around nice the felt, thanks you. Nice little round of applause. Freddie football. Freddie football. Freddie football. Yeah, Freddie football with the spin. Might have to get him on again. See if he, he can should. keep the hot hand going. He should. Now for the Patriots. Zappy played pretty well. 25 of 33 for 256 and two touchdowns against the Broncos defense. That has been playing well. That's right. Oh, you want to hear this? I had a. I, I think I would have lost my matchup five, 10 minutes before the game started. I decided to swap the Broncos defense out with the Patriots. I picked them up on waivers. Wow. And I won my matchup by 7. Uh, or no, 6.8. The Patriots defense got 17. The Broncos defense got, I believe they got, uh, what'd they get? Not 17. They got six. So if I didn't make wow. that swap about 10 minutes before wow. the game, would not be That's my That's a good call, bud. That's a good call. This guy knows ball, man. That, and also I got lucky that, uh, you know, Marvin Mims decided to fumble. The Patriots got the scoop it <laughs> yeah. off. Still. That's true. Next. Big upset on Christmas Day. What's going on in Arrowhead? Yeah, Raiders win twenty to fourteen. Week, I'd say. Yeah, eh, that of the Patriots, but yeah, this is no. This, I mean, the Chiefs were ten and a half point favorites. Oh, the biggest yeah. upset of the week. Yeah, that, that was a big, all right, big upset. Uh, Chiefs are now nine and six. Raiders seven and eight. Keep their dreams alive. There's still a chance they win the division. Unlikely, but there is still a chance. Yeah, there is a chance. Now, Aiden O'Connell. Did not play a good football game here. Nine of twenty-one for sixty-two yards. The Raiders are the only team in NFL history to win a game when they did not complete a pass after the first quarter. <laughs> Insane. Zamir White show. Insane. Zamir White twenty-two for one forty-five, and it was the defense that stupid fucking play that they drew up where they're gonna snap it to Pacheco to hand it off to Mahomes to run some type of reverse for Mahomes ridiculous. to throw it. That was on Mahomes. I know Pacheco got credit with the fumble. As a running back, you got to open yeah. up that pocket. Mahomes to me, went and grabbed it, this, went to grab it from him. To me, watching this Chiefs team, they're just getting too cute. I hate watching this offense. It just seems like screen, screen. Like they just the offense just doesn't look good, and they just draw up stupid plays. Yeah, like they were they had first and nine on the goal line. They did back to back screen passes to Kelsey, and then it was like third and six, and it's just like what are you doing? Like 
What are you doing? Just hand the ball off if you're going to do that. Doesn't make sense. And then after that fumble that was recovered for a touchdown by the Raiders, Mahomes throws a pick six the next play. Then they're playing from behind when their O-line couldn't protect anybody. Mahomes is running for his life. The only reason they were even in this game was his ability to run. He had 10 for 53 on the ground and get outside the pocket. I mean, it just seems like he doesn't trust anyone other than Rashi Rice and Kelsey. Kelsey's honestly been a dud recently, but, man, tough look for the Chiefs. Whenever. All right, next, Reagan. My Giants fall just short against the Eagles in Philadelphia, 33-25. to Giants are now 5-10, and eliminated from the playoffs, so good thing I got my caddying out of the way. Yeah. Eagles are 11-4. So. <laughs> and four. They end their three-game skid. But, man, they made it a close one. When Jalen Hurts threw that pick six to Dory Jackson, yeah, the Giants had life. Ideal. It was 20-18. to 18. Yeah, dude, that, that game was a lot closer than it needed to be. For you Giants fans, you were probably loving it. And Because best scenario, you play a good game, you play close, it's something to build off of, and you lose, and you get the tank. Yeah. So, and for Eagles fans, man, I would be worried. Like, fraud alert, yeah. fraud alert, fraud alert. This defense is just bad, man. I mean, Tommy DeVito got benched. At the end of the first half, so Tommy Cutlets might be dead. Dave yeah, did what, not name yeah, what a starter. What gonna gonna happen there? I think Tommy sees. He did not name a starter. He no. said he he benched him and brought in Tyrod to try to bring energy to the team and that, spark up spark the boys. But just like the better player. Tyrod is a better player. Better, but I just don't see a point for the next two games. Like I guess, like from a locker room perspective, like I don't like. I guess if the guys were really like, all right, this Cutlet guy, like he has nothing. Like this is him clearly playing favorites, but. To me, I think you have to still play DeVito because he's the young guy. Like, you know what Tyrod is. He's not, like, you're not building around him. Like, there's no, like, He's not going to be on the roster next year. That's what I'm saying. So, there's to me, there's zero point. I don't think by not playing Tyrod, you're losing the locker room. I think the locker room's there no no matter who Dable plays. Mm. So, because I think both guys are, like, either way, like, they both, like, you can make a case that both guys deserve deserve to play. But for me, like, you got to play the young guy and just continue to build his value because clearly he's not starter caliber. I think that d- debate's out, out the window. But he's definitely a backup, and you can keep building him up because maybe a team down the line will be like in need of an emergency quarterback, and they may come and give you a third, fourth-round pick. And how, Of course you're going to say yes to that. Of course. So I, I don't know. It's all about building up his value. Yeah, him being a starter was never a question in my mind. And when see, people were saying – Oh, well, he deserves a chance to be the QB1 next year. I was like, no, well, it's a fun story. No, because every... He deserves a chance. No, 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 no. To try out. Dude, I mean, they, like, they were not scoring points with him. Like, yes. they were winning. It was on the backs of the defense. Like, he brought some energy to the team, yeah. But statistically, out of like 36... I don't know the exact stats. I'd have to pull it up. But out of 36 quarterbacks that qualified in the stretch that DeVito was playing, yeah. he ranked bottom three or four in literally every metric. Like QBR, no, more so, like everything, dude. He deserves like, a chance. He just wasn't turning the ball yeah, over. Yeah, he deserves a chance yeah, to Yeah, he wasn't turning it over because like, Dable was protecting him. He wasn't going to win the job, but he definitely deserved a chance to try. You know what I mean? Like, there was definitely a conversation that we had there. Did we really think he was going to win it? No, of course no. not. I mean, I got in a debate with my boy Hafe, and but, he was like, oh, Cutlet should be the guy. And I'm like, no. Well, he was saying he, has, he should... Yeah. Battle with Jones for the job. I'm I like, mean, yeah. Let's be honest. DeVito does nothing better than Jones. Nothing. No, well, he, he I don't know. Yeah, I was nothing better. Probably not. No. Nothing. Yeah, you'd have to really look at it. I, they both protect the ball well, and they're both nice on the ground. But I'd say Jones is better on the ground. Yes. And as a sure. passer, like neither are the lead. I think Jones lead. is probably faster than him. You would yeah. think, yeah. I Jones think is a good. Jones is a better runner, I and he's bigger, Jones, and he's stronger. Jones is quicker, but I think like Jones is definitely just yeah. the better runner. Yes, and that's if they even Jones is even their quarterback next year, and they don't take one in the top five yeah. of the draft. I like, think I just think more so it was a debate versus something that we thought would never be a debate. The fact that it was even 
even a conversation is cool about the story. But I think at this point, the last two games, it's all about building up his long-term value. Because if he has two more good games, maybe someone comes down the line and tries to trade him for you. But also, if you're going to keep him around as your backup, it doesn't hurt to get the guy experience. Because what if you're in the same situation next year, whether it's with Jones or somebody else? And DeVito's still on the roster and has to play. Well, Jones might not even be ready for the start of the season Okay, as well. And if you draft a rookie and you don't want to throw him into the Flames right away, maybe it's DeVito. Or maybe you have maybe you keep Jones and you're like, you know what, we're fine rolling DeVito out. It's all about gaining the experience, whether it's to up his value or it's to play him in the future. Yeah, well DeVito he, he looked I mean, he looked really bad in the first half. Like he, he had guys open, he just wasn't making any throws yeah. or, or well, any reads. Like it was just not good. And this is not a good Eagles defense, let's be honest. But it's, it's also not. not like he has the best weapons outside of Saquon. No, no. And the offensive line was brutal, Waller, too. Waller, unfortunately, is not working out. Obviously, like... Nah, yeah, that hamstring like, injury. We were saying, like, he oh, is this like Kenny Galladay? No, it's not like Kenny because of the contract. And also, Waller's still putting up better numbers, even with the hamstring injury. But he seems like an asset that's not going to work out. Bellinger looks better to me. So, it's all about yeah, getting... Yeah, but Bellinger, that. like, when they run... They run plays, and they bring in Mark Lewinsky to be like a motion guy and block and power instead of Bellinger. The fact that Bellinger isn't that guy when he showed promise to blocker last year is not a good sign. No. Tight end might be a may, way bigger need for the yeah, Giants. You never know. Maybe Brock Bowers. Yeah, but if you take Bowers, like, because you still really need a receiver and you really need offensive line help. But no team has invested more draft capital in the offensive line since the Giants in the past, like, five or seven years. Like, mm. it's crazy, and it's just not panning out. So they got to get rid of their offensive line coach, but... Yeah, Barkley really kept him in this game. He had 23 for 80 and a touchdown. Um, but, man, that, those Eagles. Jalen Hurts, we mentioned, had the rushing touchdown. Broke the NFL record, single-season record. Swift looked really good, 20 for 92 and a touchdown. But, I mean, Giants just couldn't tackle in this one. That's really what hurt him. Defense did not show up. A.J. Brown, 6 for 80. Devontae Smith, 479 and a touchdown. Eagles survived, but... They got two games to figure it out before the playoffs. And they, and they got, got Arizona about. and the Giants again, so... Yeah. I, still, I still have confidence in this team. Obviously, there's some red flags here, but I still have a lot of confidence in them going into the playoffs. Yeah, because I, I still think you you can make a debate. 49ers are better. Like I, I, 49ers I think it's are a definitely toss better. Up 49ers right are now. definitely better. Um, but outside of that, like I, I don't think Dallas or or Detroit is on the Philly level. So I'd still go Philly at two. I agree with yeah. you. So, I agree with you. That's my point. So I'm not too worried about Philly. I still think they're going to be in the NFC Championship game. Last but not least, the big. Game this week, the Ravens thirty three to nineteen. Come on, the doubted your boys and you. And yeah, I took the Niners in this one. We never even mentioned how we went this week in picks. Uh, Reagan went eight and eight money line. I went eleven and five. We both went eight and eight spread. So season wide, Reagan's one thirty eight and a hundred. I'm one forty three and ninety five money line. Spread Reagan's one oh seven, one twenty one and nine. I'm one fourteen, one fifteen and nine. I'm hoping to get over five hundred. I need to. But, yeah, I, I didn't back the Ravens in this one, and, man, that was a mistake because now everyone's crowning the best team in football. Yep. Lamar, 252 and two touchdowns, added 45 yards on the ground. Gus the bus, of course he punched one in. That's what he does. He's the bus. Zay Flowers, 9 for 72 and a touchdown. Isaiah Likely, 3 for 56. Cash my leg, let's go. Gus had one catch for 39 yards. Man, but it was the defense that won the game for the Ravens. Brock yeah. Purdy, 18 of 32, 255. Four interceptions. Yeah, I think three of them were tipped too. Like it, it was not good. And Donald threw one two five picks on the day for the Ravens defense. Insane man. And I benched <sighs> I benched them in fantasy because they're playing well, the Niners. I would. I don't <laughs> yeah. think anyone would have played. Yeah. Them. If you did, you probably forgot to check your lineup. Yeah. <laughs> McCaffrey had fourteen for one hundred three and a touchdown. Kittle seven one twenty six. Ayuk six one thirteen. Debo four forty seven. McCaffrey six. 
28. Reagan, I've been saying it, man. If the Niners go down, one, Shanahan, just his record when they're down in the fourth quarter is absolutely terrible. Yeah. Because it's just the way the function of the offense, the way it works to run the play action off of Christian McCaffrey and whoever is even at running back. It's the, it's the way they do it. Man, Purdy playing from behind scares the shit out of me. That If they fall behind in a playoff game, I have no faith in Brock Purdy to lead a game-winning drive or a second-half comeback when he's forced to drop back and pass. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, it's small sample size, but yeah, so far he hasn't. But every time he's been it. behind, he's played terrible. That's what I'm saying. So it's a small sample size, but yeah, which is unfortunate come playoff time because obviously there's some explosive offenses like Detroit. Philly, Dallas, where if you get behind, they're going to have to come back. Granted, all those teams, well, Dallas is a good defense, but Philly and Detroit, their defenses are suspects. So we'll see. It'll be interesting come playoff time. Yeah, I mean, I'm just glad that we're not talking Brock Purdy MVP anymore because I don't even think he's the top four most valuable players on his own team. Um, so I, McCaffrey, Trent Williams, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, all more feel, valuable than Brock Purdy. I do feel bad. Sure, if I feel bad for your ticket, but I don't know who you would have hedged with because it still wasn't. Clear. It would have had to be Lamar because they were playing. And still, like, mm-hmm. we, but look, we don't even know Lamar's, Lamar's going to win it. He's the favorite right now, but a lot can happen in the last two weeks. Yeah, especially all it if takes is for him to have a dud this week. You yeah, know if he's a dud this week and Tyreek Hill can break the record, then Tyreek might get it. Yeah, because we saw how important he is to that offense. McCaffrey could still get it too. McCaffrey could still get it as well. I I think McCaffrey would be the. I mean, he's now ahead of Purdy, but I thought it should have been that way. Now another since week seven of this season. Another awards debate type thing going around is uh, Puka versus Stroud. Obviously, Stroud's missed the past two weeks, and Puka obviously went off last week. Who's going to get the rookie of the year? Oh man! Because I was saying Puka early on. And you want to say Stroud, but I mean, dude, they're both having historic seasons for their respective position. Yeah, it's the tough. Because if Puka breaks the record held by Jamar Chase, that was held by Justin Jefferson before. I like, mean, Stroud's minus sixteen hundred right now, so you would oh think he would God. get it. Yeah. Puka is plus plus five hundred, so it's between those two, and that's it. I mean, Jameer Gibbs plus three thousand, but I, he'd have to like go on a tear. So to yeah. me, it's still Nakua and Stroud, uh, and it really comes down to does Stroud play and does he play well. I think Puka Stroud is needs to play still, these next two I games. I think Puka is going to still get his yard, so it really depends on what kind of Stroud we get the next two games. Do we get the one that's been on a tear, or do we get the one that we saw against the Jets and the Panthers? Yeah, if Stroud comes comes out and he throws for 300 yards the next two games, it's it's locked in the bag. But if because, he struggles mightily and Puka breaks the record, then it's a conversation. You honestly, I mean, it's going to lean to the quarterback. It's, it's a quarterback it's lean, league. Yes, it is going to lean so, to the quarterback. So it really I'd still depends say on, Stroud, but... It's Stroud's award to lose. Now... They play the Titans and Colts. So those are both division matchups, which... Both defenses both, that you can get through the air. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting where Puka also has good matchups. He has the um, the, Giants. the Giants. Good matchup for him. And then what, Arizona? And, or Seattle? Uh, the 49ers, but... San Francisco, okay. So, but you I can beat them. <laughs> so it'll be interesting. <laughs> so, you know what? It'll be, it'll be interesting to say, but it's definitely a debate that I thought was settled. And now that, you know... Stroud didn't have a good game against the Jets and then missed the past two weeks. It's now something that we're debating again. So Yeah, I mean, he's obviously the heavy favorite right now. If Stroud comes in and leads them to a playoff berth, because right now they're the outside looking yeah. in, it's a lock. It's, it's well, a that's lock. The, that's a huge thing that's helping him also is, like, if he plays well, that means they probably win, and if they probably win, that means they get into the playoffs. So it's like he's got all the right things in line to, to lock it up. Yes. But if they miss and Nakua keeps going off and is a big factor why the Rams make it, which both teams, I hope, make it because – I mean, let's be honest, both teams are fun to watch offensively, so it'll be interesting. But, you know, love having these debates, debate, and it'll be man. interesting to see what happens. we got a lot of tangents today, a lot of debates. 
Let us know, guys. On all these debates, drop in the comments. Let us know who do you agree with. You know, Who's we'd love right? to Who's hear. Wrong? We'd, lo- we'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, guys. We I just got a text from listener Jared Crampton. Uh, punishment idea: loser needs to fly drone over a military base. Uh, I I actually would prefer to not go to jail, but oh, know. I'm down, and I'll put I'll put a note on it that says return to owner Jared Crampton, and then I'll put, <laughs> put your address on it and go down to Camp Lejeune and do it. Uh, but yeah, no, that's uh, that's an interesting one. Definitely wouldn't want to have to do that one. But we'll do it, right? We do every punishment. Yeah, we do every punishment. Yeah. I mean, shit, I've thrown up three times already for these punishments doing you, you guys. You can so. say any punishment you want, and we will do it, because yeah. we respect you know, our integrity. We, yeah. you say it, we will do it. We respect, except for dying I hurt pain, because Jake's a moron for that. But Well, that's also yeah. just who said well, it. it's also, yeah, <laughs> yes. coming from Jake. I mean, yeah. We don't take that's that That's a good seriously. point. Yeah, Jake's take's more like... Jake's cake. <laughs> Jake's, Jake's Jake cake. the snake's cake, bro. Yeah. All right, guys, that wraps up this pod. We'll be back later this week for the week seven breakdown. Mm-hmm.